Hi, I'm Joseph and welcome to part 8 of Digimon Seekers Chapter 1 EG Wolf of the 9th Avenue. So part 8 begins with an explanation of what code crackers are. It's established that although there are a group of individuals, individuals with different goals, different ideologies, and they all uh, share the common, for, oh, they all believe in the common saying that they share freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world. Um, again, despite them sharing this uh, slogan, this phrase, they are still a group of individuals uh, and sometimes groups of individuals, but despite this, they have different mindsets, different ideologies. Because of this, code crackers have a tendency to have a lot of infighting. Um, give me a quick second as I look at my notes. Uh, uh, constantly, code crackers are at odds with the government. This makes sense since code crackers are working in the gray area of, uh, of hacking. This means that they're going beyond what's legally allowed. Again, hackers, they're also doing the same thing, but they're choosing to not uh, participate in uh, illicit activities such as cyber terrorism, such as cyber theft, and engaging in cyber security, or rather, and uh, uh, engaging and disengaging cyber security. <laughs> um, the group uh, uh, code crackers are typically labeled by the rest of society as a group of anti-social people uh, who are outcasts. And uh, yes, give me a quick second as I look at my notes. So after this, we get an explanation finally of EG's personal history with code cracking. As it turns out, uh, he, EG first got into this. Uh, again, the translation is a little bit wonky, but what, from what I could uh, deduce. Uh, he was a senior, one of his senior, a senior in high school, and one of his senior buddies, they discussed and introduced EG to the world of code cracking. For EG, he was able to establish himself pretty well uh, through uh, utilizing code cracking as a part-time job. And after he graduated, he made the choice to go ahead and forego the college exams. And after making that choice, EG then decided to go uh, gung-ho or invest more into code cracking, essentially turn it into a part-time endeavor and make it more into a full-time job. Again, it's less a job and more something that one does to gainer, gainer, uh, um funds on the side. Uh, but EG makes the choice to go all in since, again, he's making the choice to not pursue uh, the traditional route of college entrance exams and attending college. Excuse me as I go back to my notes. At... Um, after this, it's slightly explained that um, the Digipolice specifically come after greedy code crackers. As long as one, a code cracker, as long as they're not doing anything too drastic, as long as they're not engaging in illicit uh, activity that's going to draw the attention of individuals in power, then one will be a-okay. But for those code crackers who are greedy, those who take a little bit too much, uh, the Digipolice will come after them. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Professor Ruzenji uh, explains that it seems like I'm sorry, everyone, I'm looking at my notes because I, I wrote this verbatim. Uh, Professor Richardson states, oh, it seems like when it comes to code cracking, you don't really follow freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world, but rather freedom for you uh, in a sense of fashion. So uh, that was part paraphrase and part verbatim. And at this, E.G., instead of saying, no, no, Professor, of course not, I totally believe in that slogan, that Logan, he instead states, yes, it may be shallow of me, but that's exactly uh, uh, the mindset that I currently have. So he fully embraces it. Uh, give me a second to go back to my notes. Uh, the professor asks him, asks E.G., what is his dream? What is your goal specifically? To which uh, E.G. responds, 
uh, that he wants to essentially quote unquote win. So we're going to look at that quote during the, during the, during the analytical portion, but for the summary, uh, just for a quick context, uh, AG explains that he wants to win in the internet. Uh, he wants to be able to change the real world by utilizing uh, the, the, the resources that's available on the internet side of society. So obviously the internet, that does include the digital world. Uh, so EG essentially, uh, he wants to create societal change, be it good or positive, we don't know. He just states that he wants to change the world uh, by utilizing the internet, or in this instance, by utilizing the skills or the tools that code cracking gives one, uh, more specifically the digital world and Digimon. EG also explains that eventually he wants to get a team of his own. I think that comment's really interesting. We'll discuss this at the, during the analytical portion, though. He wants to be like the professor. Uh, he wants to uh, he wants to be like the professor in researching the digital world and also being able to comprehend the digital world as an actual place. So the fact that the professor is looking into utilizing his own senses, the five senses from the human world and transferring that into the digital world, EG is interested in that as well. And so that's why he's making the choice to follow the professor. And the professor smiles at this. He makes the decision, EG being he, to finish the job. Uh, he wants to complete the job. And this is where it's, it's stated that the professor is actually testing AG. As it turns out, uh, the professor is not really interested in the code cracker who's, uh, who fully believes in the code cracker phrase, freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world. That's actually specifically why the professor is choosing to work with EG because EG is a little bit more individualistic. He's, uh, he's essentially thinking more about himself specifically. We'll come back to this during the analytical, the, during the analytical portion. Now this part, uh, the Sons of Chaos is revealed. The Sons of Chaos are, are, is explained to be a group of code crackers who are extremists. Uh, they, want to, uh, uh, they want to make known to the public uh, about the digital world and what compa com I'm sorry, capacities and capabilities that the digital world is able to offer to people who can use Digimon. Specifically, the Sons of Chaos have a leader known as Tartarus. Um, he's unknown. We don't know much about this individual. All that is known about Tartarus is the fact that he's, Jap he's of Japanese nationality. He's of Japanese origin. The professor asks EG what's his opinion about the Sons of Chaos, and EG actually admires them. He states that, excuse me, let me look at the quote. Not the quote, but my paraphrasing. So uh, EG does admire them. Uh, but with that being stated, he also acknowledges that if one wants to lead a easy lifestyle where they just are able to support themselves, the Sons of Chaos is not a group that one wants to associate, associate with. The Sons of Chaos is a mindset that one does not want to have. So in other words, he's just, EG is just reaffirming, reaffirming, establishing the fact that the Sons of Chaos, although they're code crackers, EG is also a code cracker. They're much more on the extreme side of the ideology of what it means to be a code cracker, being uh, willing to go being willing to do illegal activities to push a message forward. In other, in other words, uh, cyber terrorism. And it's because of this, um, the Sons of Chaos utilized Digimon for crime, specifically Digimon cyber, ter uh, cyber terrorism. And it's established that uh, Tartarus has a really strong charismatic personality. And that's why people are willing to follow them, follow him as a leader. And, um, uh, Tartarus is the so the only reason why the public is slightly aware about the digital world is because of the Sons of Chaos. Essentially, there was an incident known as a Cyclops incident 
Uh, that is, it does not go into detail. This part does not go into detail what that is. But essentially, the, for, the Cyclops incident forced international leaders and forced world powers uh, to finally recognize both the digital world and code crackers. Uh, so obviously, Tartarus seems to have a really grand, drastic goal in mind. And what is that goal? We may not specifically know, but I would argue that it, it pertains to some, some re revelation about the digital world, some integration of the digital world into the real world, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get more information about the Sons of Chaos. I'm, uh, we'll discuss more about that in the analytical portion. We're almost done with the, uh, with the summary portion. Uh, so not old code, not our code crackers support uh, the Sons of Chaos. There's some code crackers who are against them because of their extremist methods and their extremist ways. And the professor explains that he's actually, although the professor is neutral, uh, 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 about the idea of code crackers when it comes to the sons of chaos he's actually taking a much more drastic stand he does not agree with their methods why doesn't he agree with the methods because of the fact that the sons of chaos is bringing to the forefront the digital world he's concerned that this will force world governments to start creating more specific laws to impart to uh, uh, enforce upon the digital world thus creating more of an isolation between the digital world and the real world. There won't be a relationship between them because laws and governments are now interfering between uh, the, uh, the, the possible relationship um, that these two worlds can have. And that's why the professor, he's not a fan of Sons of Chaos. And he actually, actually I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, I want to make sure I don't go too much ahead. The reason why he's taking such a strong stand against uh, Sons of Chaos is because it's revealed that he actually has a deep love for Digimon and he doesn't like seeing people abuse Digimon, or rather, let me rephrase that, he doesn't like seeing people abuse Digimon's capacity uh, to be used in the digital world or to be used in the digital capacity. And then, uh, let me rephrase that. The professor doesn't like people abusing the, uh, the, uh, the skills that Digimon can use within the digital sense. In other, words, in other words, he doesn't like people using Digimon as a tool of illegal activity, as a tool, as a means of hurting other people, or as a means of furthering, creating uh, toxicity within, or toxicity between the uh, uh, symbiotic relationship of the digital and the real world. Um, the EG does ask, well, why don't you go, don't you have connections to individuals who are in law, individuals who are politicians? And the uh, professor does explain that while that may be true, unfortunately, the prime minister, while he does want to conduct research uh, he doesn't have the power to implement anything. Give me a quick second. I wrote down the information right here. Uh, currently, there are no laws, so this means that the Digi Police they could only enforce their current laws to the best of their abilities. Um, so the Digi Police can't really do anything about the Sons of Chaos and those who are doing illicit activities with Digimon. The Prime Minister can't really do anything as well because, although he might agree about researching the digital world, he can't implement any 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 laws or any actual change. I, I don't necessarily understand why, but if it's anything like the real world <laughs> when it comes to politics and red tape. I think that makes a lot of sense. And then, um, so. As always, I'm going, so no, okay. So then EG states, Professor, I think we're getting off the wrong foot. And the professor looks a little bit disappointed and says, oh, I guess you're not interested. And EG states, no, that's not it. Uh, I'm just very excited. And as always, we're just going to go ahead and end by reading it verbatim. And then this part ends with, Professor, I think we're getting off the wrong foot here. I guess you're not interested then. It's not like that at all. I'm just getting more and more excited is all. Ever since EG decided to become a code cracker, he knew that one day he would want to do this kind of work. 
Uh, he doesn't mean capturing Digimon, collecting Digitama, or collecting junk data. He wants to do something dangerous, something with more adult feel to it. It's an undercover investigation to the Sons of Chaos. I want you to find out what the mysterious leader Tartarus is up to. It's all for the sake of the digital world and Digimon. It's up for the sake of protecting them. And this is where part eight ends. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the analysis. Actually, before I do, before I forget, really quickly, in my last part, I mentioned during the summary this funny little part about how EG complains about Logomon uh, eating too much, costing too much, and pooping too much. I said that I was going to make a quick reference during the analytical portion, but I totally glossed over it. I glossed over it just because it's not really uh, important information. Uh, it, it's just uh, tangential information that relates to the meta aspect that I think meta uh, that I think Bandai Namco is aware about the Digimon community. Uh, so uh, I don't have any D-pits yet, but I'm doing research and thinking about getting into uh, getting one just because of my vital bracelet. I haven't had a V-pit since. Uh, I was a young child. <laughs> um, but doing research, I've come to discover that apparently the most, well, I don't know if it's the most modern V-Pit, but one of the modern ones, uh, the Digital Monster 20th or version 20th, uh, apparently it has a reputation for pooping a lot. So again, uh, the reason why I stated that in part seven, just because I can't help but feel like Bandai Namco, is, Bandai Namco is aware about that. So he's costing me too much, or he's eating too much, costing too much, and pooping too much. <laughs> just a silly little joke that I think Bandai Namco is doing with the community. Anyway, so part eight in the analysis, the analysis for this section. Um, so I think it's really cool that we're getting more information about code crackers. Um, Although they may have a phrase that they all believe in, or maybe I shouldn't say ah, because EG is a code cracker, but as it's revealed, he doesn't fully uh, support uh, freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world. Uh, essentially, I really love how it's being established that code crackers is not just one monolithic group. Although they all might be utilizing Digimon to do act certain activities, um, they all have different goals, different ideologies. It's just dependent on what the individual is wanting to do with Digimon. Uh, um, that's the kind of groups that end up forming. As we see with EG, it seems like EG, although he's aware, he seems to be very reflective and very astute about his own self. He seems to be aware of the fact that he made the choice to forego college exams. Thus, he needs to do something to support himself. In fact, there's actually a portion of this reading where he states, um, he's not, although he's happy the professor's agreeing with him, he's nothing like the professor. He doesn't have uh, funds, he doesn't have uh, networking connections. He doesn't have a, a, a nice place to live. He's coming from a lower place. Um, that's why he wants, that's why he's very determined to continue making a name for himself or trying to create a name for himself. And again, that's really great textual evidence to continue supporting. Here I go, I'm going to say it again. The fact that EG is determined, right? <laughs> I have to just make a shirt uh, that states EG the determined. Um, but again, I just really do appreciate that kind of characterization. I personally, when it comes to storytelling, those are the kind of characters I really gravitate towards. Uh, for example, can we imagine in The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, if Geralt of Rivia made the choice to not seek out his stepdaughter, he just said, well, Yennefer's doing it, and she's on top of it. I trust in her. Uh, uh, I'm just going to muck it up. No, he makes the choice to participate and to engage. And EG's doing that in this as well. Again, he might consider... Bandai Namco calls him, quote-unquote, a loser, uh, a social outcast, but I, I'm seeing there's elements of EG where he could easily integrate with the rest of society if he made the choice to. It's just that right now... He's making the choice to uh, go down a different route. And again, I do like that about his character. So let's go ahead and look at some quotes specifically from the part. So 
You're on the code when Professor Reason, Reason when Professor Reason G tells AJ, you're on the code cracking team, but you're not really interested in the philosophy. Freedom for you, I guess, is a sense of fashion. Freedom for you is, I guess, a sense of fashion. Shallow of me, right? But right now, I want a job and track record. And so let's just stop right there really quickly. Uh, so it might, superficially, this may sound like Iggy is a selfish individual, but again, I think this is rather uh, evidence to suggest that Iggy is a person with agency, a person who's able to recognize where he's at in this place right now, and to either temper or reinforce that, or to go away from that current place and do something else. And this matters because I don't believe that Iggy, let's pretend that Iggy succeeds in doing what he wants to do. He's able to change the world because he's made a name for himself on the internet side because he's made a name for himself as a code cracker on the, in the digital world. I don't believe that Iggy would use that power for, uh, for, for quote unquote wrongdoing or for evil, as dramatic as that sounds, right? He's not going to make the digital world uh, authoritative or draconian, rather if he ha or rather the real world. He won't make the real world more reflective of the digital world and make it just freedom as in sense of anarchy. Uh, if EG was able to change anything, I think he'll make it in such a way where things are coexisting with one another. Uh, EG seems to have some respect for the Digimon that he works with. When he discovers that Digimon have AI, uh, he seems to have a further understanding of wanting to work with these Digimon as not just as tools, but as individuals. Right now, I know I'm kind of being, uh, uh, maybe stating that a little bit too early, but again, with the way that EG uh, interacts with Logomon so far, he hasn't even interacted with them at the individual sense, but just as a quote unquote tool. And already so far, EG seems to be really invested into Logomon, not just as a uh, object, but as a um, something to connect with, to form a relationship with. Hopefully I'm right about that. We'll see as we continue reading. Um, but I don't think that's a negative. Uh, uh, I, when EG states shallow of me, right? Uh, I, um, I, I want a job and track record. I don't think that's meant to make us think ill of EG, but rather it's, make us to make us, uh, it's, made, it's meant to make us think more about him, that he's not just a quote unquote loser. He has a goal in mind. He has a plan in mind. So the professor continues, I wonder where that track record or your future will lead you. E.G., what is your dream? I, I want to win. E.G. replies with sincerity. Oh, wow. When what? I can't do it in real life, but on the internet, I like to become so big that I can change reality. I want to earn money, evolve my Digimon, and become a, a top-notch code cracker. I want to reach the point where I can have a team of my own. So right here, one superficial could argue, oh, uh, he kind of sounds like a quote-unquote influencer. So in the real world, if one chooses to not pursue higher education, and they want to change the world. That kind of sounds like someone who's just an influencer, right? I want to be able to express myself and change the world by utilizing the internet skills that's available to me, in this instance, social media. But I would argue, again, that's a superficial uh, viewing of EG's character. When he states, I can't do it in real life, but on the internet, I like to become so big that I can change reality. I think we need to keep in mind that in this world of Digimon seekers, uh, we're not one for one the same place in our own real world. What I mean by that is, Obviously, technology is a little bit more advanced in the world of Digimon Seekers, and thus, because of this, there's different ways to create uh, a name for yourself, to become an entrepreneur for yourself, or to become uh, uh, an integrated member of the community for yourself by, inter by, uh, by interacting with what's popular in that society at that time. So in other words, uh, why do we have influencers right now? Because social media allows people to use that as a tool to reach out and communicate with people. Uh, that tool was not there during the eight, during the 80s, during the 90s, even during the early 2000s, right? It was more during the mid, late 2000s that we started having those kinds of tools. So if we had the tools to, so when it comes, so I would argue that uh, 
looking at influencers, that'll be one negative way to look at utilizing social media. But the more positive way will be individuals who use social media to uh, highlight aspects that's wrong with our society, to highlight aspects that needs to be reinforced, to highlight aspects that people need to pay attention to, right? Um, I don't want to use the word activist just because I think um, that's very uh, influencer activist. That's too either or dichotomy or it's a fallacy to do that. But in other words, just an individual who's using social media just to create awareness. I would argue that's a positive way to utilize social media. And we also do have nonprofit groups and organizations, char charitable groups who use social media to, ha to have a bigger impact on the community that they're working with to reach out to more people. So I believe that this is... E.g. utilizing what he has in his current world, what he has in his own world, in his own society, and he's recognizing, well, if I want to do something uh, with my life, uh, there's the traditional way, formal education, there's a second traditional way, trade school, and becoming integrated in part of society, uh, working uh, 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 with systems within society, or now there's also a third way, but utilizing tools that connect the digital world to the real world. Hopefully that makes sense, uh, but I think this is what this is. Uh, I think this part of the quote really does emphasize that. Um, I want to win. I can't do that in real life, but on the internet, I like to become so big that I can change reality. Again, maybe that's just me being too positive, uh, but we'll see where this goes forward from here. What I really like about AG's character is that I know I keep saying this, but everyone else, when I say everyone, I'm talking about Ben Namco, so I guess in the meta sense, people keep describing him as a quote-unquote loser, but I don't see that whatsoever in EG's characterization. I would argue he would be more loser-like if he wasn't pursuing anything currently, if he wasn't utilizing, uh, if he wasn't... Uh, if, he, if he wasn't trying to reinforce himself as a code cracker and just kind of being wishy-washy about it. Um, but yeah, let me look at my notes. So then, the next part I want to look at is the professor. Excuse me. Give me a quick second. Let me... um. Pardon me, everyone. Thank you for your patience. I did not. I have my quotes that I wanted to look at, but I forgot to highlight this one. Oh my goodness, everyone! I'm so sorry. Um, You know what, everyone, I'm just going to paraphrase because it's just taking too long to find the, the specific portion. Um, I know that I have, why doesn't the professor want someone who believes in the code cracker code? So I don't think we need to look at that verbatim. I do want to discuss the characterization that sets up for the professor. So in the last part of the video, I, dis I discussed how I was getting a little bit, appreh not apprehensive, I was getting a little bit worried of the professor, getting a little bit concerned of the fact that is he a good individual? I don't, I don't believe he will become a an antagonist. Uh, he seems to have been set up as a person who has goals in mind, but he doesn't really mind, he doesn't really care how he gets to that goal. Um, but with this part, I'm starting to believe, I'm going back to my original feelings that the professor is a much more a positive character rather than a antagonistic, I can't pronounce words sometimes, rather than an antagonistical force 
again, rather than being an antagonist, but because in this part, it's established that the professor, he actually does very much care about the digital world and more specifically about Digimon. I don't think he cares about Digimon as actual um, individuals or actually caring about them as because the, um, because of, of rights and things like that, right? <laughs> like for example, I would agree, I would, I would assume that most people would agree that we shouldn't abuse dogs and cats and pets in general. I think the professor, when he says that he respects Digimon, he respects the capacity and the skills that they're able to do, uh, and also just respects them as specimens living in their natural habitat. Uh, but even though, despite that, I still think that's really great characterization for the professor. It's telling us that uh, although he is a, 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 a researcher, he's not doing this for, uh, well, let me rephrase that. Although he's a researcher and he's interested in discovering about the digital world, he's also doing this because he's interested in protecting the the specimen that live within the digital world or the, the life that lives within the digital world. So the fact that he likes EG for the fact that he doesn't follow the, the phrase freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world, I think the professor is happy about that is because uh, he wants an individual who's able to utilize their agency for themselves. If he was working with a cold cracker who truly believed in freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world, what this means is that everything, everything that they're doing their ultimate uh, uh, goal, the ultimate uh, objective is to essentially, quote unquote, free the digital world. I say free the digital world just because um, right now the general public is not aware about the digital world. So what is it that code crackers are trying to do? More than likely free the digital world in the sense that using the Digimon to more easily uh, uh, use their tools in the real world, to use Digimon to uh, conduct holistic activity, and so forth, right? Freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world. Since I'm allowed to do this in the network, I can do this in the digital world and thus have it reflective of the real world. That's not someone who's going to be focused on their own personal goals. And so I think that's why the professor is interested in someone who doesn't follow that slogan completely or fully. And um, again, I do really like that aspect. It's looking like EG states that he wants his own team. I would argue that he is part of his own team. The only difference is that he's not leading the team, but he's on the professor's team. So now we have the code crackers who are just individuals who use Digimon to conduct activities, be it illicit or illegal activities. We have the Digipolice, individuals who go after code crackers. And now we have the Sons of Chaos, code crackers who are extremists who use Digimon to the, uh, uh, um, the fullest capacity in a negative way. And now we're getting our fourth group, the professor slash EG group. And what is their objective? Their objective is to, um, I would say, bring down Sons of Chaos as much to broad currently right now. Their current objective is to specifically figure out the uh, identity of Tartarus and move on from there. And I think that's really awesome. Uh, we're, we're not even done with chapter one, but already we have different groups and we're going to see how these groups are going to be interacting with one another. Obviously, the code crackers will be butting up against the Digipolice. The Sons of Chaos is going to be butting up against code crackers and the Digipolice. And then we have the professor's group, uh, Professor Slash EG, who will be butting heads with, well, I guess for right now, they'll be working with the Sons of Chaos because they're going to be, they're going to be infiltrating that group. And then uh, a buddy heads, of course, with the Digipolice. And in fact, if you guys watched chapter one, the trailer for chapter one, we see um, EG stating, I'll figure out the identity of Tartarus. And uh, he's being chased by the Digipolice. And that makes a lot more sense now why that's occurring. So yeah, so that's everything I want to discuss. Let me make sure. Oh, no, no, no. The last thing I do want to discuss is... um. So... 
We discussed this already, so I don't need that. So, Well, I guess I just want to read this is for character ratio to further support the professor's um, positive side. The negative, the over-interference is creating risks to the Digimon ecosystem and ultimately to human society, and it's threatening my research as well, to the point where I'm, ex where I'm extremely concerned about it. I see. It would be unfortunate for both humans and Digimon the digital world and the real world become more isolated than they already are due to stricter legal restrictions. Wouldn't you agree? Ruzenji takes a neutral position towards code crackers. If he didn't, he wouldn't have hired EG for this job. However, he is deeply concerned about violent crimes and terrorism using Digimon. D Digimon. This is because ultimately he loves Digimon very much. If there's one thing Ruzenji cannot forgive, it's code crackers who misuse Digimon and put them in danger. I just really like that quote because again, it really establishes the professor uh, in such a way that even if one has any qualms about him, has any apprehensions about the professor's character. Um, we have evidence to suggest that he's still a caring individual. He just cares in a different kind of way, which is not uncommon for uh, for those type of characters, right? For the academic slash researcher type characters. And the last quote that I want to look at is, um, Professor, I think we're getting off on the wrong foot here. I guess you're not interested then. It's not like that at all. I'm just getting more and more excited as all. Uh, ever since he decided to become a code cracker, he knew that one day he would want to do this kind of work. So right here, I just wanted to quickly discuss just the shoddy translation. I believe what's going on right here, when I first read this, it did confuse me a little bit, but when you say, when EG states professor, I think we're getting off the wrong foot here. I think what's meant to be implied here is uh, professor, um, are we missing the plot? Are we going further away than what we were originally discussing? And um, that's what the professor states, I guess you're not interested in, or in other words, um, the professor explained to EG, uh, I'm worried about what sons of what the Sons of Chaos are doing, what extremist code crackers are doing. The Prime Minister can't do much, the Digi Police can't do much, and then EG goes, Well, what do you want me to do about it? Well, there's not much that we could do. I'm just a lowly code cracker and you're just a professor, right? Hence, Professor, I think we're getting off the wrong foot here. I guess you're not interested then. I think what will make this flow better is if EG stated, Professor, are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? Or Professor, are you implying that we should become involved, something like that, right? And then I guess you're not interested then. Um, I, I, that little study translation did make things a little bit complicated, or more complicated than it needed to be. But once it clicked, I believe that's what's being uh, established here. Uh, again, it really shows a lot about the professor, the fact that he's willing to take things into his own hands to help protect Digimon and the digital world. And also EG, who, despite hearing what he knows is to be a possibly dangerous job, a job that he's never done before, he's not backing down, he's willing to participate in it. And not just that, the, the fact that right here it states, he knew that one day he would want to do this kind of work. To do what kind of work? More dangerous, illicit activity or uh, infiltration and, um, and spying, essentially. I had a better word, infiltration and... Um, we are infiltration and spying essentially. So that's really cool again, these small little details. But again, this is only true, the translation is, is true. Where I will need to look at the original wording and see what the what's being established right there. But if I am correct about what's what's meant to be established here, it is great characterization for two characters who are obviously taking things into their own hands. So why is Rishinji, why was he looking for a code cracker? Because he wants to stop the Sons of Chaos. 
and EG is that code cracker uh, that the professor's been looking for, right? Um, yeah, so that's very cool, very exciting. I did really enjoy, enjoy part eight. Uh, unfortunately, after today, Digimon Seekers would not be daily. It'll be weekly, releasing on Sunday. One lives in America, and America will be releasing on Sundays at 8 a.m. PST. Um, so I'll be posting my my summary and analysis my summary and analysis videos on Mondays uh, early in the morning. And yes, thank you so much for lis uh, for listening. If you're reading Digimon Seekers, please let me know what you're thinking of it so far. I'm really excited for about where this is going, uh, where the story is going. Uh, I'm in love with Logomon. I'm in love with EG's character and with Professor's. And I'm in love with the Professor's character as well. I'm also. I know I keep seeing the word in love, so I probably just didn't say a synonym instead. I'm also really admired with Sasutsuki and Judd so far. I think they're all really interesting characters, and I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen within the story. Chapter one so far, I think is doing a great job of the with the world building, and um, I think the trailer does a great job of showing us what's going to occur by the end of chapter one, and I'm I'm already excited for uh how we'll get let me start over i'm already excited for how we'll be ending chapter one and moving forward from there chapter two can't come soon enough <laughs> again thanks for listening i do appreciate it appreciate it have a prodigious day part of me for stumbling over my words but i'll do my best to work on that but i do appreciate your patience everyone again have a prodigious day and take care